Hey there, retailers, and welcome to episode number 57 of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today with us. We are going to be chatting about the four things that I personally believe that all retailers need to have in place and in control of in their business if they ever want to sell, franchise, or expand to a new opportunity. This is a conversation that I've had a couple of times recently for two different reasons, one for expanding for one of my retailers and shop owners, and one for a retailer who asked me, you know, what do I need to have in place should I decide to sell? She's been in business for a long time, and she really wants to make sure that she has everything ready in case she decides to sell that business. So if you're wondering what you need to have in place or what you need to have control of and and all of the things that we want in place to have a really healthy looking business and acting business in the eyes of a buyer or a lender, somebody who wants to maybe partner, collaborate, let's listen up today and I'm going to share all the four areas that you should have really good control of. And it'll give you some guidance on where to start. So go grab a coffee, whatever you're doing, set it down, have a listen, let's go. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. So first off, my friends, I want to remind you that having these goals in place, having these foundational pieces in place with your business is nothing but going to make you stronger. So even if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm never going to sell, never going to sell my baby. This is my baby. This is my passion. Maybe you just opened or maybe you've been open for a few years. I'm here to tell you from firsthand experience, never say never. (laughs) I never thought that I would step away from my retail business. I guess when we're in it and we're in the thick of it and, and it's going well, or, you know, we love it. We don't think about selling, but think about it. it, you know, and it did happen to me, right? So opportunities presented themselves and businesses pivoted and, you know, it, opportunities were there for me. So I franchised my business, you might have to move maybe so you maybe not want to move your business. Let's say you win a million dollars, and you're going to move to a tropical island. Well, what's going to happen to that shop that you have in place? Or and I'm not trying to be far fetched, there are opportunities to maybe sell your business. I have sold a couple of businesses. One of the opportunities that happened to me when I owned my coffee shop, and I've shared this before, is that, you know, my family life was really busy. My husband's business was really, really, really growing. And I had a customer approach me and want to buy my cafe. So the opportunity was there and it was the right time. And even though I loved my business, it was the right thing to do. So the same thing happened with my retail business. You know, my coaching business was going crazy and you just can't spin all of the plates, right? So the opportunity presented itself like completely not planned, (laughs) 
to franchise my business. So I just want to tell you that sometimes there's opportunities and things that happen. I have a retailer that I work with who has a critically ill spouse. So, you know, her priorities shifted. She never in a million years thought that she would you know, give up her baby or give up her beautiful business. But, you know, we put some pieces in place and we made sure that her business was strong and so she could sell it, um, you know, to find the right buyers and, you know, all of the things. So never say never. We don't know what's happening. We don't know where we might need to pivot. Being in a position that demonstrates that, you know, your shop is viable and healthy and, you know, and and good and 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 professional and has growth opportunities that's where you want to position your retail business at all times and if not for anybody else and not for you know anything that might happen for yourself this is where we want to be i also have another retailer as i alluded earlier in the podcast she had an opportunity for incredible growth in her business so you know i can't go really go into detail, but she had an opportunity, but she needed a lot of capital to make this happen. And it was a great add-on to her business. It was going to be an expansion of her existing retail business, but she needed capital. And, it, you know, we had the numbers and we had everything in place for it, but she needed the capital to do it. So she had to go to the bank. So even lenders, banks, lenders, you know, uh, partners, anything that you might ever, you know, need to say, hey, you know, here's my business. And, stand naked and naked business-wise in front of other people and say, here's what it looks like. Will you support me or lend me money or buy my business or whatever? We want it to be in the best shape it can be. We want to have the healthiest, best look in business that we can. And it's totally possible. It does not mean you have to be making millions and millions of dollars. It just means we have to have these four areas that I'm going to share with you today healthy. So having these four things um, are really going to make you feel strong and confident. And you're going to be able to take these snapshots of your business every now and then and say, yep, this is good. This is good. You know, I've got a handle on these four areas. These are the four pivotal areas that, again, if I were to buy your business or I was to come in and assess your business, you want to be in the best light, right? And again, for you too, we want to feel good. If I can look at these four areas of my particular business at any given time and say, okay, I got it under control. (laughs) It's all good. It means, you know, it's going to feel good for me too, right? And for you as you um, move through your business. So grab a pen. Let's go. This is one one of those episodes you're probably going to want to take notes a little bit because we've got the four areas for you. So the first area is, and don't panic and don't freak out, (laughs) the first area is the money side of things, the financial side of our business. This does not mean that you, again, we have to be, you know, turning over bazillion numbers of whatever, because every business is relative, right? I have shared before that I worked for a multi-million dollar business. I was a, a, a retail manager, but the owner of the business you know, we were making really high numbers, but he was making really poor decisions. I was not making the decisions. He was making really poor decisions, in my opinion, on profit margins and the products that we were carrying. So we weren't making a high profit. We were making high revenue. So revenue is really irrelevant, right? It doesn't matter if you're a booth space owner or if you have multiple stores, the numbers are the numbers. What is important is that you can demonstrate that your numbers are up to date, that you have control on them, 
broken down by categories. If you have a POS system that, you know, you're looking at them, that you're on top of your profit and loss, that your balance sheet makes sense, you know, that we can look at the balance sheet and we can look at the receivables and the payables and we can look at the inventory number at any given time. Guys, we want to have that anyways, right? This is the key to retail success. But these are the things, you know, we want to make sure we have these cleaned up. We want to have metrics available. So we want to make sure that we have data to show. We want to make sure our taxes and all of this is all caught up that anything that we need in our in our business side of things, kind of under the whole, you know, business umbrella, meaning we're up to date on any registrations and all of those things. All of that side needs to be clean and organized. And Again, as I shared earlier, whether you were selling your business or whether it's just good business practice, this is key to staying on top of things. So when it comes again to the money side of it, you know, the the numbers aren't important. I mean, of course, they're important, but you want to be able to be confident and clear when somebody comes in and says, you know, what are your profit margins? You want to have an answer. You know, what's your average sale? You want to have an answer. Like if you can demonstrate that you are on top of these things, the answer doesn't matter because if I was buying your business or I was going to loan you money, I know that there's potential for growth or, it, you know, I can make those decisions. But if you don't, you're like, oh, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, well, my bookkeeper has the books and I don't know. And like, that's going to demonstrate that you don't really have control of your business. This is just retail 101. We really need to have this part of our business. This is part of wearing our CEO hats, right, my friends? I know I talk a lot about having our CEO hats on. This is the stuff that the CEO, um, you know, that CEO person I always talk about in the back room that taps you on the shoulders and says, uh, you know, I know you're, you know, you're having this beautiful time in your front of your store, but we also have to make sure that this CEO stuff's happening in the back. So it doesn't have to be that complicated, you know, get whatever you need done to be on top of this and know that this is important. If you are ever planning on selling or if you ever are planning on expanding or growth or you ever want to do any of these things, you really have to have clean and organized business, you know, numbers and all your logistics in the background, the data. So hopefully that is clean so we can check that off our, you know, we're working towards it. And again, these are all baby steps. If you don't have all of these things right now, just make a note and we'll start working towards getting these things done. The second part is systems. If you can demonstrate that you have systems in place in your business, your business is automatically going to be worth more to a buyer, or it's going to be easier to sell. Because now you can say, oh, you know, here's our store standards, here's our operations, you know, here's our day to day list, you know, we just covered all of this inside of my retailers inner circle, we did a whole masterclass. And the reason for that is we want to have these policies and procedure manuals in place. And we want to have systems and checklists so that things are flowing in our business. And again, we can demonstrate, oh, we have everything under control. And again, I want to remind you, whether it's a booth space or a vendor, or if you have multiple stores, it doesn't matter. The systems still need to be in place. This is how we order. This is how we stock the shelves. This is how we open or, you know, how we do things every day. These are our, you know, rinse and repeat things. Think about it. If you were buying a business, 
like if somebody said to you, okay, well, here's our numbers, they're all in order. And here's our systems, here's our, you know, here's our policies and procedures. And here's, you know, you know, all of the the way we hire is all in here. Here's our hiring policies. Here is our marketing and promotion plan that we put in place. You know, here's how we future plan or here's our future plans, our projections. You know, these are all things. Can you imagine? You'd be like, wow, you know, yeah, I'm going to buy that business. <laughs> they got all their stuff together, right? Again, for yourself, think about it and think about how good that would feel just to know that you have all these things in place. Again, I know that this is, you know, maybe um, for some of you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I got all this in order. But other, you know, I know some of my retailers are like, Oh, gosh, you know, so many things Wendy wants me to do. But I promise you putting these, you know, bit by bit into place, it feels so good. It doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be deep, checklists, simple procedures, but just having some kind of control in your business. It's just so uh, freeing for you, uh, as we talk about regularly here. It's also going to demonstrate your professionalism and that you have everything together. You've got a really good business running here, right? The next point, I guess, is um, some people say it's kind of um, ambiguous, but it's not really. It's your reputation. And a lot of people don't talk about reputation, but I believe personally that reputation is super important. I mean, to me, I'm going to want to buy a business that everybody loves, <laughs> that has a really great reputation. It's going to be so much easier for you to sell or, you know, pivot or expand a business that has a wonderful relationship or, or reputation and relationship. Well, I said relationship. I guess that kind of came out because that's really where, to me, business is growing and growth happens. My, if you're listening to this, chances are you're probably a, you know, heartfelt, passionate entrepreneur. Um, and, and this is how we build our business, right? We build our business through reputation. We need to also be able to prove that or show that. So we want to be looking at tracking our metrics in our social media, show the growth that's happening in our social media. Again, if you're in my retailers inner circle, we have a monthly document that is given at the beginning of every month and it's called the dashboard and it's really a dashboard because I feel like I think of it like the dashboard of where you're headed with your business and you know it's the the cockpit if you will of the airplane you know of where we're flying to so on that dashboard one of the very on the very first sheet we we track our metrics like you know what is the the number of social media followers what's working what's not working we do all of those things right there on the front page of the dashboard by keeping these notes and by keeping this dashboard, and it's a, you know, I think it's seven or eight pages now, in keeping those, we can go back and we can demonstrate, we can show whether you have that on a Google Doc or whether you have it on this dashboard that we provide uh, inside our retailers inner circle. This is a document or this is just statistics that are going to just show, oh, wow, you are growing. And this is also, you know, uh, I'm not into vanity metrics. By that, I mean, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. I mean, it does and it doesn't. We want to show growth. We don't want to be going downhill. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a million followers or you have a hundred followers on your Facebook page and Instagram. It's, you know, are they the right people and are they coming into your shop and buying it? So we do track things like, you know, your um, 
again, social media, um, uh, whether you have a healthy, regular return client rate, those types of things, that really makes a difference for your reputation, right? Also, silly as this sounds, but it's important, your referral list. So what you have on your Facebook and Google, Google My Business, and on your website, your testimonials, gathering those, it's important. Gathering those and keeping those. And then it's not a vanity thing for you, my friend. It's it's helpful to your business. It makes other people trust you. Um, if you are building a business, and I, and I I bet you are, I bet you're building a business, you know, from your heart, right? Not just from greed and like, like the, I keep saying Walmarts, you guys know how I feel about Walmart, but you know, and again, from the big box stores or the big, you know, faceless stores, that's not what we are running. We are running heartfelt retail businesses and, you know, we're building again, those relationships. So like use them, not use them, but use the words that your customers are sh sharing. And, you know, how do we use those to make our business stronger? We make sure that we're sharing those on our social media and our referral list. And we ask for testimonials and all of that does matter. And on a complete side note, your reputation is also, you know, your word and how you treat your customers. And, and you know that, right? We know that again, that just kind of all, it all ends up happening. And how do we check ourselves? How do we make sure that, you know, our reputation is still intact? In your gut, you know, I know I talk a lot about metrics and data and statistics, and, and that is all important. And that is part of our CEO roles, all of that stuff. But part of your CEO role is asking if you're standing in integrity, if you've been running your business aligned with your values, you know, that those things matter. <laughs> those things matter so much. And if I'm all goosebumpy here, guys, <laughs> so weird. I guess why, what I'm trying to say is if you can check off the box in your head or on a piece of paper every week and say, you know, am I running my business with integrity? You know, am I treating my customers? Do they come first? Am I doing all of the right things? That is your reputation, my friend. And if you can check the box, yes, then you're standing in integrity and you're keeping up your values of your business. Your reputation is going to follow, right? What I'm trying, I guess, to say is if you're treating people poorly, and maybe not, you know, it's all about the money and it's all about, you know, well, nope, I'm, I don't care. And I, you don't care about your customers. That is going to reflect on your reputation. I'm telling you right now, that's going to reflect on your reputation. So identifying what you're, you know, what you align with and your values and all of that is part of your reputation. And when and if you ever sell or franchise or grow, you're going to want to make sure that your, you know, whoever that is, you can confidently say, you know, I stand in, here's our values and here's what we align with and here's here's our mission and, you know, we can check the box on that. And that that flows and follows. So yes, the CEO and the data and all of the systems and the money and all of those things are important and you'll hear me talk about that till I'm <laughs> blue in the face, but heart and value matter too. And that's where your reputation comes in. I hope that kind of like that, you know, there's not a list and it's not a, it's not a thing you can, um, measure, I guess, measure specifically, but you can, really, you can tell if every week you check in with yourself. In my Retailers Inner Circle, we have what we call the CEO date at the beginning of every week, or, you know, a document that a lot of retailers fill out. And it's just, you know, a marketing document and, and you know, um, a task list, I, I guess, is how we help retailers work on their business, not necessarily in it. But we have an end to that as well, too. So at the end of a week, we have a follow-up CEO list, and it's like a, a debrief of the week, right? And one of the questions is, 
How did I show up this week for my customers and my business? And am I standing in alignment with my values um, and my mission and my, you know, my core beliefs for my business? And again, you're either feeling that and doing what you feel is right with your business or you're not. Another way to judge that, this, uh, this is crazy, my friends. I hope I'm hoping this is coming across properly, but another way to judge that is, you know, are you sleeping peacefully about how you're treating people? You might be lying awake because of other things, because <laughs> there's so much, you know, on your mind as a retailer. But if one of the things, you know, if you sleep at night because you know you treat your team, your vendors, you know, you treat everybody well and you stand in alignment and, you, you know, you can rest easy on that, your reputation is going to follow. So... All of that to say that that is number three on my list is reputation and staying in that place is really important. Another thing, a little side note to reputation and another way to build your reputation and keep it strong in if you are a brick and mortar in your retail business is being really community minded. And I say that about your customers, as I've just been saying, but also in your community, which is a very overlooked asset for your business, having a really good reputation in your community of being a good business to work with, to work for. That's something people uh, sometimes overlook as well, too. Are you a good boss? Are you a good place to work? Because word gets out, right? So, you know, not word gets out, but I mean, again, that's standing in alignment and being, so your reputation is a lot of things, but, you know, uh, so your community, um, being involved in your community might be something that you want, or, or, you know, the reputation you have in your community, like your your town or your area, your community, um, it, it, which is important as well as your business reputation. So hopefully that all makes sense. Our last uh, and fourth foundational piece that you really should have in place to make a strong business, again, if you ever want to sell or franchise or grow or expand some opportunities, is your email list. So an email list is important. It seems so trivial. It really does. It's like, eh, I don't, what do I need an email list for? I don't like bugging people. I don't want email list. And I talk about this at length. I know, I think my retailer inner circle members sometimes get tired of me talking about, you know, did you send a list, an email out to your list today? Your email list is important because that's really the only thing that you own with your customers on it. So you might have a giant Facebook list, but what does that mean? Again, are they all buyers? What does that really mean? You also don't own that platform. What if Facebook goes away tomorrow? Instagram, same thing, whatever else you're on, TikTok, whatever, YouTube, whatever, does not matter. I mean, it matters and it's important and you want to add that into, you know, your your reputation and, you know, you want to be able to show on your, you know, your systems and stuff that you're, you know, you're, everything's growing, but... Ultimately, your email list is really the only list where you have direct contact with your customers that you own. And you can get that from your POS system, maybe, or from your e-commerce site, if you have one, or just asking customers. It is imperative that you grow your email list. And again, you know, there's many different ways to do this. And I, it's, you know, never fun to do. But this does demonstrate that you have a client list and that you can prove to, you know, some to whomever might be looking, whoever you are standing naked, your business naked in front of, that you have this beautiful list of engaged email list followers. So taking time to grow your email list is really important. And it is a, a really big key to your customer list, because where else can you 
show a customer list, right? So your email list is super important. Um, it's also like, you know, if you can keep your data again on our dashboard that we have for our um, retailers inner circle, there's a, you know, an area talking about your email list, but some retailers, you know, take it to the next step and they, you know, they, they check the number of emails they sent out this week, the engagement or the open rate that they had on their email list. This is just data and it's actually really good data for you to have. And it's important again, back to, you know, the, the data and the metrics, because then we can measure and we can improve on things that are Working, we'll do more of, right? And things that are not working, we'll do less of. So that's the whole marketing talk. But, you know, but really for your four key pieces, having an email list is a, is your customer list. It's valuable. Your email list is valuable. Your location is not necessarily valuable if you're renting and people can move. And like, so that is important. But, you know, your email list is your people, you know, your, your people. So, Hopefully, those four things all help you to see a big picture view maybe of your of your business. These four areas, so again, I'll, I'll, re, I'll recap them for you. They'll demonstrate that you are a professional retail business. You have a shop that is, you know, professionally run, you know, Honestly, my friends, whether you feel that, whether you always feel super confident and, you know, like totally on top of it all, because a lot of people, a lot of us don't I, like, I don't feel that way all the time. Like we don't feel that way, but you know, if we have our systems in place and we have our professional hat on our CEO hat on, um, it will demonstrate professionalism. It'll show growth. It'll show opportunities. And then if you have to sell, or if you want to sell, sometimes there's a have to, and sometimes there's a want to, or if you choose to do something else with your business or your life, or, you know, never say never. It's so good to have these four things totally in place that you can confidently stand there and be, you know, here's my business and here's what I have. And look at me, look at my business now, look at this and here, let me show you how we run this beautiful business. And I'm telling you, my friends, this is going to make you feel good, whether you're ever planning on selling. Because again, never say never, but it's really good. And anything can happen. I mean, again, I, I just want to share there's, there's good things that can happen. There's opportunities, you might want to move or, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things that could happen, amazing things that could happen that might mean setting down that beautiful retail business that you've built, you might want to build another, you know, something else we get, you know, we're creative, we might want to do something else, we might want to pivot, you know, there's all kinds of things we might have to we might have something tragic or hard or sad happen that we have to sell our business. And we don't want to just close the doors on this beautiful thing that you've built. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Come back to me. You don't want to just close the doors and shut it down. You know, and I know some of you are saying, you know, but I am my business. And I'm here to tell you that if you have a retail business, you are not your business. You are the CEO. You are the the head honcho, the visionary of your business, you are the director, the choir director of this beautiful business, but you are not your business. So we can ultimately have other people, you know, we can still be the idea person for, you know, a long time, the ultimate goal, you know, at some point might be to sell this business. So don't think and don't ever say never. <laughs> I'm again, here to tell you that I said never, I never, ever thought that my business could run without me. I'm being totally honest. Like, 
how could that business run with me? I'm the one with the ideas. I'm the, at the time I was a creative and a painter and I'm like, you know, how can it just, no, not going to (laughs) work. I teach the workshops and then, you know, slowly and surely it didn't need me to be there. (laughs) So it's easy, you know, it never say never. I just want to remind you of the four things to have in place for yourself to have a strong, healthy business and to feel really confident about the big picture view of this awesome business that you're running. And if you ever want to sell, if you ever want to franchise, or again, like one of my clients, she had this amazing opportunity and she needed some capital. And, you know, honestly, what happened was we went, you know, we, I say we, like I was there with her. I was not at the bank with her, but, you know, I was with her in spirit and I was, you know, excited for her and following this journey along and, you know, helping her through all these steps. And the opportunity was great because the bank said, oh, you know, you have all the numbers in place. And she was really worried, to be honest, because her income is not like you know, millions of dollars. And she, you know, she was really, they took a chance on her because she was so professional and because she had control of her numbers. So let's go through it all. Your numbers, number one, you want to have a clear and organized professional control of your data. So you want to know your profit and loss, you want to know your margins, you want to have everything in place and you want to be up to date. You want to be able to go back and pull the data. You don't want to be behind in any of the taxes or anything, insurance, all of those things, tickety-boo. Everything has to be tickety-boo. doesn't matter what the numbers are. It does matter that you have control on them. The second part is systems. So making sure we have our checklists, our policies and procedures in place, any kind of training manuals, as much that you can, anything that you rinse and repeat and anything that you feel that, you know, um, you could just say, here, here, this is how we run our business. Here's the book. You can just hand it over to them or here's the video or here's the documents or here's the checklist, you know, marketing and promotion planning, show how you do your marketing promotion, show how you do your future planning, um, being able to show, uh, you know, your, your hiring and policies and all of your HR procedures, your store operations, your day to day, right? Your opening, your closing checklist, all of these things. Again, they do not have to be overly complicated and deep and massive, but they just have to be there, right? So start small. If you don't have these systems in place, start small. If you're listening and you're in the inner circle, you have all of these templates inside the retailer's inner circle to get you going and all kinds of training. If you are not in the retailer's inner circle and you're thinking, oh, I... (laughs) need these things, you need to come and check us out because this, you know, we're just trying to make it easier for you um, inside, you know, with these systems. And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to be a superwoman or man to do these things. We just have to have them in place. Number three is your reputation. So living by your values and aligning yourself and, you know, checking in with yourself on all of those things and being able to demonstrate with your metrics. So again, if you're in the inner circle and you're looking at your dashboard, keep track of your your metrics on your, you know, your growth of your your Facebook and any just even community involvement or anything that's going on, having testimonials and referrals, all of those things matter. And again, number one, standing in integrity with your of your with your business and, and making sure that your reputation is staying intact. Number four is your customer list, which is your email list. Number four is your email list. So we want to make sure that we have an active, growing email list. That is your customer base. That is your only thing that you own. You don't own anything else. 
doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I'm saying this with love because your Facebook, Instagram, all the social media could go away tomorrow. You only own your email list. So let's make sure, you know, we're gathering that from either your POS system or, you know, your opt-ins or however you're gathering your email list or you're asking your customers regularly. We want to make sure that we are growing our email list. So there you have it, my friends. I know this was a long episode. I really wanted to make sure that you understood those four key areas. If you have control of those and you feel really good and you can kind of check in with yourself every now and then. So I always like to give myself a little assessment in those areas. So, um, you know, that might be your homework today. (laughs) So give yourself like, you know, on a a scale of one to 10 for your, you know, your money, your systems, your reputation, your customer list, and identify maybe where the gaps are and where you feel like, okay, I really need to get these things cleaned up, or I really need to get a little bit of control under a certain area. And I hope that if you need any help that you know that you can reach out, we have lots of support inside my coaching group inside the retailers inner circle, as I've mentioned. And I also do one on one coaching with retailers. So please reach out if there's any way I can help you. So there you have it, my friends. I am so grateful that you are here every week, week after week, you keep coming back. I'm so happy. If you're new around here, Uh, We have an entire library. This is episode 57. So there's lots of other support. Um, My mission and my values is to help uh, independent shop owners with that CEO side and get them confident and feeling courageous and happy and bringing joy back to our business because profits and joy and it's all meant to be fun, right? It's not meant to be so heavy and hard, right? It's meant to be fun. You opened this business for a beautiful reason. You must have had passion and personal motivation to do this. So I just want to be there to help retailers grow and thrive. That's what lights me up every day. So reach out if I can help you, wendybatten.com. You can find more information there, all our podcasts and how I work with retailers. And again, we would love to have you inside the Retailers Inner Circle. It is a beautiful group of retailers that are supporting one another. We have lessons, but we also have a wonderful community in there. So remember your four things that have in place to sell or franchise your business or expand and growth. And really the bottom line is, my friends, we want to demonstrate professionalism so that we have all those opportunities for any growth that comes along. So Thank you, my friends. We'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.